Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. And today uh, we are visiting with Mr. Tony Housie, who is in Camp Ripley Public Affairs, and Eric Bukowski, who is the firefighting instructor and program director at Central Lakes College. And gentlemen, first of all, welcome to Community Focus. Thank you. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about this, and maybe, Tony, you can start. Uh, the Guard needs some training in firefighting, and Eric is your guy. Is that how this all kind of works out? Uh, that, that is how it works out. I mean, we, uh, you know, we certainly have a lot of the bases covered for a lot of the jobs in the military, you know, not National Guard specific and, and whatnot. But some of the specialty jobs, uh, you know, such as firefighting, we we like to ask for help on um we have um depending on the on the size of the base and the size of the uh the major command uh there is a, a fire department team of, of army firefighters or air force firefighters mm-hmm. and uh they're, they're about a, a dozen in size and and they are preparing for a deployment upcoming deployment uh and uh they reached out to central lakes college uh for uh help and and certification in a couple of different fields and and eric's department was ready to go talk about this the group the crew from montana that came in uh yeah our our team uh our team out of camp ripley our firefighters they finished a a course in august uh and then there was another organization from the uh 434th chemical company that came up and and did a, a number of different exercises uh, and then we were lucky enough to have uh, a team from the Montana National Guard, uh, the 10, 1051st uh, firefighting team. They came over and they uh, paired up with uh, Central Lakes College to do a number of courses with them as well. And how long were they here? One week. Just a week. Okay. Yeah. Well, Eric, let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, so uh, when you have these Army guys come in and and National Guard members come in and want to learn firefighting, uh, are you starting from ground zero or do they have a little basics uh, ahead of time? No, they got more than basics. And, you know, <laughs> I let you guys know I, I was a prior military. Um, I was a firefighter in the military, so I did exactly what they did. And, and the background that they have, there's a Joint Forces uh Fire Academy, which is that Goodfellow Air Force Base, it's incredible fire academy. So these guys are coming with some really good background and some really good knowledge. Um, so what the, the the Camp Ripley firefighters, the, the 434th there, what they need to work on uh, so they could deploy were some more um, higher level skills, like specific driver and upper uh, operator, pumper type of situations, fire inspections, um, some fire officer development. Um, so just a little little higher level there. So they definitely come with a, a good skill set that we can build upon with them. Very interesting. Um, and are you uh, also... Uh, teaching, uh, so there's probably all kinds of different fires that could happen in the military. I mean, there's vehicles, uh, could be some chemical fires. I'm also wondering about even uh, at a facility like Camp Ripley, uh, some of the artillery could start fires in the woods and so on. So you may have to fight brush fires. Uh, Do you cover all of that? 
you know, they, they have to. You know, that's a unique thing about being a military firefighter is, you know, when you get deployed, you're uh, you're an all-hazard fire department, meaning yeah. that if there's a severe weather, you got to handle it. If there's a fire, you got to handle it. If there's a car accident, you, you have to handle it. And if there's a medical emergency, you're going to assist with it. So um, there's so many different things that we have to cover and, and continuously train on. It's It makes it uh, quite interesting and, and also quite challenging at the same time. Yeah, and you mentioned some of the training takes place at an Air Force base, and uh, I know some of those fuels are highly volatile, so that's a whole different thing, isn't it? It is, you know, and I think any, any, it depends, you know, I, I think, um, you know, it depends where you're at, but Camp Ripley has a lot of different, um, with, with the airstrip there, you have a lot of different fuels and things that are going on, so each each base is unique. Um, anytime you're deployed, it's unique. I mean, you got you to keep fuels, you got to keep chemicals, you got to keep everything you need to keep the operations going, so there's always a threat there. Yeah. Does the um, military have specialized firefighting equipment? They do. Yeah, they do. And I think, you know, it's really unique. Um, there's a, there's a, it's, a, it's called a Hemet platform. They, they try to base a lot of their trucks off there. But, yeah, they have specialized um, a crash truck. It's called a TFFT. It's a tactical firefighting truck. Uh, but you can do structural firefighting with it, like if there's a structure on fire, mm-hmm. and air crash with it. But it's kind of like the Swiss Army knife of, of trucks. If, <laughs> if you look at what it really has there, yeah, it's really incredible. It's, it, it has everything on it from, uh, again, uh, the front bumper turrets that are required for air crash. It, it has... Um, uh, uh, different uh, cross lays that we use for structural firefighting. It has extrication tools on it. It has things for lifting and especially rescue. I mean, it's incredible truck they have there. Very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, as these gentlemen uh, learn this, then, um, and Tony, maybe you can answer this, but they then stay in that firefighting unit or do they kind of rotate and others get trained in this? How does that work? Uh, it, it depends on the branch. Uh, you know, for the Army, um, for the most part, with the National Guard, our folks stay um, within their unit. Uh, f- for the Air Force, sometimes they can um, be sliced out and, and be part of a, a larger unit. Um, even the even the even the um, solid unit that we have in, in, in the Army National Guard that can be attached to a number of different other units to make a, a great a larger unit so it, it uh, really depends on what the mission requirements are and where they're going fascinating interesting now do uh, these firefighting units ever help uh, civilian fires that may occur in proximity to uh, for instance camp ripley we uh, we have a unique, um, you know, memorandum of agreement with the community, uh, community support agreement. And, uh, you know, not only do our fire team, um, our civilian fire team and whatnot, and, and military folks are able to go and assist the other communities, but we maintain the uh, Mayo Clinic ambulance that's at Camp Ripley as well. And then we respond um, when necessary from there as well. Very interesting. Eric, uh, uh, obviously, most uh, every firefighter I know is also an EMT. Is that just part of the basic training? Uh, not, not really. You know, everyone has um, some good medical background. EMT is kind of a step up. Um, so, but all these firefighters have their their basic combat lifesaver. You know, things of that nature, which is like a first responder type of of certification. There, uh, the Army is unique where they have their own medics and, and things of that nature. But you know, anyone that's in any type of emergency service is expected to be able to assist and and do whatever is needed to be you know done during the emergency. 
Yeah. Uh, do you have a handle on how many uh, people you've trained in the military so far? Um, well, definitely uh, hundreds. Um, you know, it's a unique situation that we have and, and partnership that we have with Camp Ripley is being the, the local, you know, state community college and Camp Ripley close by. It allows us to do this very unique partnership where they have the facilities, they have the infrastructure. Um, it's really incredible, you know, what we've been able to do down there. I mean, they have these large, super large garages. In fact, like this weekend, we're going down there to train and it's cold out. It's winter firefight, but we have these super large, they call them maintenance shelters that we can do a ton of work inside that provide a lot of light and a lot of good opportunities to do that work. Um, so these facilities, and we bring down the fire trucks, you know, we bring the instructor and, and all the curriculum and, and by pairing these together, we've, we've really made a huge, huge impact and not just on the, the national guard and um, you know, uh, the region, but the state as a whole, we pull in people from all over the state uh, to utilize the, the wonderful facilities that Camp Ripley has. In addition to that, they have things like a, they have a couple mock cities, and maybe uh, Mr. Housie wants to talk about that, but they have these mock cities, which for us are just incredible to use for fire training. Everything from incident response size up, we'll put the smoke machine in there and, and, and simulate what to do, to throw in ladders. I mean, it's just a really incredible um, asset that's there, and, and you know, this partnership has really benefited people from all over the state. When you mentioned right, that, that's something that we have developed uh, over the past ten years, and and we're, and we're very proud of that. And it's it's something that we use for our military folks as well, uh, being able to operate in an urban environment. But the use that we're getting from a lot of the civilian agencies and our state partners and everybody else um, is incredible on their end. The feedback that we're getting from them that they can come in and they can create a um, uh, you know any type of scenario in an urban environment, and they can either do disaster response or um, or emergencies or civil disturbance or any any type of activity that uh, they're training their personnel to operate effectively and uh, efficiently and safely. Now, you mentioned this a little bit earlier, but, um, you know, in this training, these folks are coming in. It's a whole another ball game, though, isn't it, too, when you've got summer versus dead cold of winter? How does, I mean, there's got to be different sets of training there just because of our Minnesota weather. Yeah, it's a challenge, you know, and I think um, the one constant is that fires or emergencies will happen in time of the year. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I, I get, appreciate about the facilities at Camp Ripley is they allow us to, to train 365 days a year, whether it's it's uh, dead of uh, summer and 90 degrees out or if it's 30 below zero. And we've done training, yeah. firefighting training at Camp Ripley when it's 30 below zero. So, again, <laughs> that's something we can't do elsewhere, you know, so it's, just, it's very unique. Yeah. I'm really intrigued by your mock city because uh, uh, the, it seems to me the training possibilities are endless, as you already mentioned. I mean, civil dis- uh, disturbances, you must have law enforcement that utilize this training. Obviously, your military utilizes it, firefighters. Is there others that uh, come in and utilize that facility? Yeah, we get a, a lot of law enforcement agencies that use it. Uh, well, one year, we actually... Uh, <laughs> destroyed it as far as the uh, the facilities management office would allow us. You know, we put branches and branches in rubble, and uh, we created um, uh, small tunnels and whatnot that uh, agencies would have to come in with their tools and drill through and things like that. And um, we turned it into a disaster area as a as a tornado um, 
went through it. And the Department of Homeland Security Emergency Management went through with a number of agencies and uh, put everybody to work. That's fascinating. I have a seven-year-old who looks like a tornado. You guys want to come up and get in her room, please? (laughs) (laughs) That's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Eric, um, do your students get an opportunity to go down there and utilize some of those facilities as well? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think most of our classes that we run, um, that, that's that's why we're at camp. You know, it's to, to give as realistic as trained in the, as possible, um, which is a challenge, you know, and, and with these facilities that are here, they're, they allow that. The other thing that I wanted to point out that they have is they have this phenomenal um, emergency driving course, um, which which we don't have anything like that in the area. You know, this, this course, it's, it's huge. It, it's got, you know, a, a divided highway. It's got some residential. It's got some dirt roads. I know law enforcement uses it a lot. I know the military uses it a lot. But from, from, a, from a firefighting aspect, to drive a fire truck at, you know, proper speeds in training when there's no other vehicles on the road, that's, that's incredible. The only thing I watch out for is a little deer here and there, you know, but that's, <laughs> that's fine. But I can drive lights and sirens. Um, it really gives a, the uh, students an opportunity, again, like no other. Otherwise, I can't just take them on the road right. and put them on lights and sirens. It's not going to work out so well, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an excellent uh, uh, point because you're right. Where do you train to drive some of those larger vehicles? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but Without that, disturbing the peace. <laughs> yeah, that facility <laughs> offers that, too. Anything else that the facility offers that uh, that we haven't thought of here? I mean, you have a mock city. You have this great training area for learning to drive the vehicles. Anything else? Yeah, we, we have a lot of uh, a lot of training opportunities, um, and, and we're developing new things. Uh, you know, as, as we go forward and whatnot with the Department of Military Affairs, we're going to try to add uh, things like uh, – uh, what happens when trains derail uh, and things like that. So, you know, we're constantly developing new ideas and coming up with uh, different options. Uh, it's just a slow process as far as getting the money and getting, getting the resources to do that. Uh, but, you know, while all these organizations are training, uh, we have the, the building and the lodging for them. We have the dining facilities. We have all of the educational classroom space and and everything that they need in order to sustain themselves while they're here for training. It's perfect. Yeah, it re- really is. And I just want to piggyback on that. You know, when when he talks about like classroom space, I mean, he's not joking. They're talking state of the art uh, technology there, so I can I can bring down whatever I want, and they're going to be able to support that. And if they don't have it, they're very good at being creative with me to find out ways to do that. So the staff down at Camp Ripley is is incredible to work with. Um, you know, they they're good at working with different units for their mission to to make sure they're successful. Um, the facilities are you know among the best and. And, uh, you know, it's nice, like, like Anthony's talking about is, you know, they're continuing to expand, you know, and I think one of the things I want to point out, he talked about that rail car um, piece that they're looking at there. So, you know, DPS, Department of Public um, Safety is looking to invest quite a bit of money in a fire training center over time. Um, but right now we send people to like Colorado and, and to Texas, to different places for the specialized rail training. Um, and, and that's expensive. So to have something like that, you know, in the center of the state with all these facilities here is going to be incredible. So I look forward to that day when that gets done. And he's right. It's a process. It takes time, but mm-hmm. it seems like people are on board for that. And, and we want to support that any way we can. Very good. 
Well, it sounds like, once again, Camp Ripley is an awesome facility that is shared by a number of people that we really hadn't thought of before, and we really appreciate you guys being here today to talk about it. And the other thing I got from this show is that if anybody has a used locomotive and a few rail cars they want to give up (laughs) for a low price, you guys are in the market. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Gentlemen, all kidding aside, thank you so much for being here today to talk about this uh, uh, wonderful training that takes place uh, at Camp Ripley and the partnership that you guys have. And uh, we thank you for being here. Thank you for your service. And have a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. Happy Holidays. You as well. Thanks, guys. Our guests today uh, include Mr. Tony Housie, Camp Ripley Public Affairs, and also... Uh, Eric Makowski, who is the firefighting instructor at Central Lakes College. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor. That is today's edition of Community Focus. Our Community Focus programs can be accessed anytime on our website. Just go to 1067wjjy.com. You can also listen through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.